USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio, in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Welcome back, listeners, to Veterans Voice Podcast, a podcast brought to you by Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center. Today on the show, we have Angela Walters from Greenbury Racing, also known as GBR. It's a nonprofit that started out here in, uh, from Fort Carson by some active duty Green Berets that I believe the purpose is to just get people back into competition therapy through just different ways of, of all different kinds of racing. Uh, Angela, thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about GBR? Yeah, definitely. And thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah. I really appreciate being invited onto the podcast. I'm happy to talk about Greenberry Racing and anything else that comes up in conversation today. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Greenberry Racing is a nonprofit organization uh, designed to alleviate the financial constraints for active duty and veterans to basically go out and compete in whatever they want to compete in. So, we have athletes that go do motocross. Uh, racing. We have a big race in Las Vegas coming up in March, the Mint 400. Um, and, you know, Green Beret Racing puts a big team of people together and they fundraise for it and they send them off to basically um, use these outlets as therapy for, um, you know, as soldiers, as veterans, we all go through things in the military no matter who you are, what your job is, you carry those things with you uh, to the outside when you're mm -hmm. done. Um, and a lot of us struggle to find our place in the world after leaving the world of the military and the military family. And so Green Beret Racing is a really great organization for just bringing that community together in a different setting and providing a very specific outlet for people to um, channel all of that energy, all of that um, whether it's grief, pain, trauma, uh, into something productive mm -hmm. and good for not only themselves, but for the rest of the people in their lives, right? Because we really can only give to the world what we have within ourselves. And if we only have pain and darkness, that's what we're going to give to the world. Yeah. Um, so Green Beret Racing's initiative is to uh, just provide that outlet for people. And they do everything from the motocross racing to jujitsu competitions to ultra marathons to um, mountaineering expeditions. Um, and it's just a really great way for you know, people to have something to work toward, yeah. a goal, purpose. A, a purpose. Yes, it is very much about finding meaning again, mm -hmm. finding purpose again, and having um, a constructive outlet for all of that rather than, you know, it's very easy to sit in our, in our hurts and our traumas and turn to bad habits like drugs, drinking or drugs, yeah. right? Um, and just, you know, 
let us let ourselves wallow in that. Um, and it's not good for us yeah. at the end of the day. It well, if just, you got a big race the next day, or like if you're a marathon runner and you got a race coming up in a month, and that's your purpose, and that's your 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 goal is to do really well in that. You're not going to be sitting there at night drinking if that's you know high on your priority list. Exactly, and it's about restructuring that priority list so that you're essentially putting yourself back on top, right, mm-hmm. and your own well-being and your own health because you do have to. Uh, you have to, it's a lifestyle change, right? You have to turn away from the bottle. You have to turn away from the substance and you have to turn towards taking care of yourself physically, getting stronger, getting faster, whatever it is that is going to fuel your success in whatever your endeavor is. Um, and it's never going to be the bad habits. It's going to be the good ones. And so it's about getting people back into that, those good habits, um, that fuel, a well-functioning life, mm-hmm. essentially, um, and there are lots of we have lots of different athletes athletes who do a lot of different things. When I first came on to help with the social media aspect of things, because I was a public affairs specialist in tenth group uh, and then nineteenth group. Well, I was a public affairs specialist in the army, <laughs> mostly with tenth group. Most, um, most of your time was special forces. Yeah, most of my time was spent in the special operations community. Um, And, you know, that's a really interesting community to exist in, (laughs) Uh, especially for a a young woman. Right. For sure. Um, It is a very type A uh, tough environment. And it is very one of the things that stood out to me the most when I first arrived at 10th group was the work hard, play hard aspect of special forces, you know, and I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for yeah. me, I had joined the army enlisted in 2016. And my first duty station was actually South Korea. So I was there for a year. And about six months into Korea, I said, I have to get out of the conventional <laughs> army. This is not it for me. Um, I was very lucky I had an NCO who uh, helped me get a slot at 10th group. Um, so I went to airborne school and then I showed up at 10th group. And I, that was the environment that I wanted. I wanted to be around really high caliber soldiers doing really high caliber things. I wanted to be pushed outside of my comfort zone. I wanted to be, I wanted to learn and grow as a soldier and as a person. And I knew that, you know, doing it in special operations would be a very specific type of experience, but one that would, you know, harden me and, and teach me things that I wouldn't have learned otherwise. Right. Um, but coming into this environment, you know, you see this work hard mentality in all of these guys around you, and it is a very admirable and respectable quality that everybody has. But it also it builds up this wall, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's a certain mission that everybody is responsible for, and it requires compartmentalizing very human things. Again, like... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being um, facetious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it requires compartmentalizing very human emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like we get very used to putting our grief to the side so that we can continue the mission and carry on with what we're supposed to be doing. And while that is definitely necessary under certain circumstances, when it stays that way, it becomes destructive. I, uh, I've, and I've mentioned this, I, I do this a lot here, but I, I repeat things, but they, these are very valid points. They're very good things to talk about. But, you know, being in a team room or being in a platoon and, and constantly being around competition, constantly feeling like you have to show up to work at your best 
every day. And then you have to leave work feeling horrible because you don't feel like you did enough every day. And, and if you're not the best, you feel like, I always said, that's really great qualities of a SF guy or, you know, infantry guy or combat arms or anybody, anybody horrible quality on the the civilian life (laughs) because you can't constantly just have that pressure and that pressure is eventually going to crush you. And yeah, that pressure will eventually crush you. And it's, you have to have these outlets. You have to have something to look forward to, whether it be, you know, we've brought it up before, like Angie, our producer loves knitting and she knows so much about it. And that's her solace. That's her, that's, that's what she does. You know, it could be something as simple as that art, but this racing thing really is so multifaceted because you have to be physically fit. You have to put your whole body into this. And so people that come to these programs, and you know, Nick and I, Nick, who's the one who started Green Beret Racing, he helped start the Special Forces Foundation uh, back in 2016 and um, then went off and did that. It was just so cool to see him grow with the GBR and then all these people that were just attracted to it. And, and a lot of people really changed almost, almost overnight, you know, like, and Nick's told me the stories about going up to someone and be like, Hey, let's go race. And I heard you liked a mountain bike. Uh, like, oh, I don't have a bike. Got you a bike. Uh, well, I don't have gear. Got you gear. Well, I don't have that money for the entry fee for the race. I got that too. No excuses. Let's go. And the person's on a bike in a week. Awesome. I mean, just a phenomenal construct. You know, we, you guys call it Greenberry. This is one point I did wanted to make with this because we tend, do tend to have a, a good amount of special forces on here because Taylor and I were special forces and Green Beret racing is geared towards Green Berets, obviously being Green Beret racing. Um, but the idea is not solely for Green Berets, right. right? This idea of getting out there and getting beyond your problems with with purpose and with competition and with fitness and with all these things that are available to you, that idea is, is universal. Optum Colorado. Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. Medicare Mentors. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center partner and the Veterans Voice Podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're there lending a helping hand. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Visit MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. All right, we're back here with uh, Angela Walter with Greenberry Racing, GBR. Uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. Um, awesome what you guys are doing. Uh, you know, we're going down the mental health path and, and how all this stuff's just eventually going to come out, all this compartmentalization, everything that – all of our trauma, all the, the stuff that we've been through, it's still sitting inside of us, right? And it's going to come out. And, it's, and if you don't let it come out in a healthy way, it's going to come out in a nasty way. And so that's really cool about the, the competition thing for you is because that is a way to just – Go in there and try your best and let out some aggression. <laughs> Let's be honest, because competition yeah. is, to me, pent-up aggression. So Yeah, definitely. 
So it's awesome with what you guys are doing. What do you guys have coming up? What's your next big thing coming up? So this year, I, I mentioned we have the Mint 400 in Las Vegas okay. happening in March. Uh, it's a big motocross race. Um, we have several athletes competing uh, in that. And then we also have um, a big project happening this summer starting in June called 14 Peaks in 14 Weeks. Wow. Um, it <laughs> Don't is, sign me up for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you want to sign up. <laughs> I would do it um, some other competition. <laughs> so it is uh, <clears throat> one of Nick's fairy dust brainchilds uh, to get <laughs> um, open up a open up Green Beret racing to you know the community and have anyone and everyone who wants to participate in the in these events great so uh, that, this one's not just for Green Berets so this is not this is for anyone and everyone everybody out there yes. come out there and compete against some Green Berets <laughs> yeah. and it's like and and for you know Green Beret racing does have a lot of com uh, competitive aspects to it too but a lot of it is competing with yourself right competing mm -hmm. with the form the self that you were yet yesterday, the self that you were this morning to, to push yourself to be better. Right. Um, and that is, uh, with, you know, if you've ever climbed a Colorado 14er, it is very much nope. a competition <laughs> with yourself. yourself. Yes. And with your own mind. Um, cause they are long, they are hard, the air is thin. Um, and sometimes it takes days mm -hmm. to get it done. And it really, it comes down to, and one of the reasons I love mountaineering and mountain climbing uh, so much personally is because it is very much about your relationship with yourself and the voice in your head that is telling you whether or not you can do it. Mm -hmm. Because essentially it is one foot in front of the other, yeah. which we have all learned applies to basic training. Every, you know, yeah. Everybody, you know, it's that, that mental toughness. Right. That voice in your head that tells you to keep going even when you think that you cannot. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, climbing 14ers is very much about that one, one foot in front of the other. So 14 peaks in 14 weeks is um, we're climbing one 14er. Some of them are twosies, um, mm -hmm. like Grays and Tories or Democrat and Cameron. Um, but one 14er objective a week for two and a half straight months. And so we have, we'll be starting from the Springs. We've got some, uh, vans that we're going to pile into, and then we're going to go to the trailhead and we're going to all climb a 14er together and take some pictures, hate it, love it, <laughs> you know, suffer, see suffer the beauty. Together. Yeah. See some the beauty, of my best see the friends have been made through suffering. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. There is nothing quite like suffering that can bring people together. Um, that is for sure. And so this initiative is for, again, anyone who wants to be a part of it, to come out and be part of the Greenbury Racing Team this summer, to push yourselves. Um, How does someone sign up for it? Uh, so you can, go, you can go check out the details on any of the Greenbury Racing social media sites, uh, as, well of our, as well as the website, uh, greenburyracing.org. But regular updates are going to be coming out like as the okay. weeks unfold. And we'll be like, hey, we're doing this peak this week. You know, be here at this time. Um, probably sign up here and okay. so that we know who's coming, mm -hmm. uh, et cetera. Um, that all kind of came out of... Uh, so when I first came on with Greenbury Racing... Uh, Jason Howell was climbing Mount Everest in the spring of 2022. Jason Howell is uh, the NCOIC of SOAMS, the mountaineering school at Fort oh, yeah. Carson. Yep. Um, he's a fifth, third group guy. Yeah, fifth group. I, fifth group guy, yeah. 
I, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I'm sorry, Jason. <laughs> um, I should know. I spent a lot of time with him. I should know. That. Um, but he, so he climbed Everest um, that year, and it was it was something that he was already doing. But then it kind of came up in conversation with him and Nick, and Nick said, "Hey, I really want to help you out with this." Um, so it became, you know, at least part of partly a Green Beret racing um, initiative to get a Jason to this peak. And his goal was to climb Everest without any supplemental oxygen, Ooh. which is something that less than 200 people in have history ever have ever done. Yeah. Most of those most people of have been, been Nepalese exactly, people, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, people who have actually evolved to live at high altitudes. <laughs> they live um, at base camp already. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they're already living at 70 to 20, 17 to 20,000 feet. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Jason made it to 28,500 feet about just under 600 feet from the summit oh, without oxygen wow. um, before. Amazing. Yeah, incredible. Um, really, Jason is just a monster athlete. I mean, he's a really impressive person and a really great guy too, just very humble. He yeah. would kill me for Bringing talking about up. him right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, he... He didn't quite make his goal, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted to make, reach the summit but without a oxygen. Dang, <laughs> but like, <laughs> pretty you, dang you have feet. to hats off to him, right? <laughs> like, it was still an incredible accomplishment, and probably less than three hundred people have made it to that altitude without oxygen. Um, but you know, Jason, a Green Beret, he had a goal, and he didn't quite reach that goal, and so sure he's it's going like, back. <laughs> yeah, right. And he does want it. He wants to go back to Everest one day. You're listening to. Veterans Voice, presented by USAA, in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. So, Sydney, I'm going to come to my favorite part of the the uh, episode, uh, the recording of Tell Me a Story. Tell me a story about you know your military career. About I mean, no, you, you've told some amazing stories today, and I don't know if we can beat the the, the, <laughs> the, the Denali one. Um, but tell me a story about about that, that's going to connect to the listeners. Yeah. Okay. So to kind of keep it in tandem with what we've been talking about, yeah. this story just came to me um, as you were talking about this idea that you know you are not alone in your grief, right? This is a path that everybody has walked down or will walk down in their lives. Um, it is a 100% universe, universal faculty of human existence, grief and pain and suffering. Um, and one of the things that I have found in my own grief that helps is knowing that I'm, you know, that other people experience grief as well. And there's actually, there's a, a great, um, anecdote in Buddhism about a woman who loses her son and she goes to the Buddha looking for help, you know, in her grief. And the Buddha tells her to go find a mustard seed from anyone in the village who has never experienced death before. And she knocks on everybody's doors and she talks to everybody in the village and she can't find anyone who has never experienced death before. So she comes to the Buddha and says, I don't have your mustard seed because there's nobody in the village who hasn't experienced this. And the Buddha says, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's a great yeah. story and and she and then and she has a moment of awakening of enlightenment where she realizes I'm not, I'm not alone this is a universal thing right and i think that it's very easy especially in our society to become uh solitude 
Yeah. Just sit by yourself and waller in your own self-pity or grief or however you want to say it. Sorry, right. I don't mean to cut you off. But no, I felt no, like that's no, where that's you're going fine. with that. Yeah. <laughs> kind of inundated, yeah. right, by mm-hmm. that solitude and isolated. Um, Isolation. That's the word I was looking right, for. Right, yeah. right. And, and this idea that nobody else understands my pain, yeah. right? But <laughs> Which tr- it seems like it's very normal. Like it's, yeah, like definitely. You, you, you never think that, you know, because your, your trauma is your trauma, it's hard to understand that somebody else is dealing with that same trauma because that was a specific situation, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, no one's dealt with this before. Mm-hmm. Well, it might not be exactly the same, but a lot of the times it's pretty dang close. <laughs> sure. And it's like, and this isn't, you know, none of this is to say that your, that your pain is not particular and unique mm-hmm. to you because it is, because yeah. there's only, you are the only you, right? Mm-hmm. And you experience your pain only the way that you're going to experience your pain. But it's, the feeling is universal, right? Yes. And so um, I think, you know, especially when it comes to like worldly affairs um, and we can look out at a lot of what's going on around the world right now. And it's very easy to kind of blind ourselves in this. Well, you know, it's us versus them and Mm. it's our pain trumps their pain and they caused us suffering so we can cause them suffering in return. And that's going to solve all the problems. (laughs) And this actually just makes all of the problems way worse. Right. (laughs) And this this is this applies truthfully both to the individual interpersonal levels and to the collective scheme of things. Mm. Right. And so when I was in Afghanistan, we were out on mission. It was one of the last missions um, that I was out on. We were you know, on target, clearing these compounds of interest. And we were in the last compound and we had been rounding up the mams all night and carrying, you know, military age males, military age males. Yes. (laughs) Um, you know, essentially these, you know, these American soldiers with guns going into these villages and kidnapping men in the middle of the night. Right. And And then just, that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah. That is, that is what we did. And, you know, just in tow, we've got this like a line of (laughs) Mams <laughs> following <laughs> us all through the night. Um, we're in this compound and the guys are getting, you know, they're inside. There's some of us pulling security. I'm, I'm the com cam. I'm just looking at the stars and shit or whatever. Bleep. Sorry, sorry. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Taylor. <laughs> I'm the com cam. I'm just looking at the stars or whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're in and they're getting, they're pulling out this guy and there's a whole family, you know, they all have huge families. Kids are all over the place. And this probably nine-year-old kid comes running after you know, whoever, I don't remember who it was, but yeah, you know, it's his dad. Um, and he comes running out and he's, he's screaming and he's distraught and he, you know, blah, blah, blah. And one of the guys on the team, he made a joke, just like, ha ha ha, shut up kid. Like this is war, blah, blah. And I was, I don't know what kind of mood I was in that night, but I just, I got fed up and I turned around and I looked at him and I was like, He's a freaking kid, yeah. man. Yeah. And we're kidnapping his father in the middle People of just a came bunch out of the middle of the night with glowing eyes. Yeah, like. <laughs> with glowing eyes and giant guns, and you know Americans are much bigger than yeah. Afghans, um, yeah. and so it's like these giants are coming into this home in the middle mm-hmm. of the night and kidnapping this kid's father. Exactly, exactly. And I said, he's a kid. He doesn't understand what's going. He has no idea what's going on to yeah. him. What it looks like is we're kidnapping his father and he doesn't know if he's going to see him again. Mm -hmm. And the guys were silent like that. That really shut them up. And, you know, we left the compound, got start heading to our exfil zone or whatever. And the medic turned around and 
gave me a fist bump and was like, you know, Ange, I'm glad that you're here because awesome. you really keep things in perspective. <laughs> and I was awesome. like, well, I'm glad somebody can, you know. <laughs> um, but I think that, you know, that's that story just as a standalone story really kind of encapsulates this idea that of empathy, right? Of compassion and everything, yeah. of recognizing the human mm -hmm. in each other. Absolutely. And like, yes, there are some bad people out there that bad do people bad, are bad things. people are bad people. Yeah. That's what I was always saying. <laughs> but they are people they still, are human beings. you know, they are I, still human they beings. They became that way because of something. Exactly. And each of us are born into this world under circumstances that we have no control over. Absolutely. None at all. And we are all conditioned by those circumstances to believe certain things about the world. And I think that, you know, America has this sort of like world police mentality of yes. we're going to clean up all the bad guys around the world, <laughs> which is a noble intent and an important one, I think. Yeah. But when the benevolence of the intent is not met with benevolence indeed, then the intent falls short yeah. because the means don't meet the ends. That's and I think that's something that we've, we should learn out of our 20 year failed war yeah. in Afghanistan, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's is. something that we all feel too, mm -hmm. you know, especially in the SF community. So many people have spent cumulative years or a decade or more mm -hmm. in these zones, like fighting for these people, mm -hmm. fighting for their freedom. Deo Presley Bear is, I love the special forces motto yeah. truly, because it is, it's profound to in every sense of the world to free the oppressed. I mean, that is, that is the most noble intent mm -hmm. in the human landscape. But you can't free the oppressed, one. Without empathy. <laughs> without empathy, exactly. Because, you know, there is a way, arguably, you know, you can't become the oppressor yeah. when you're trying to free the it's oppressed. It's easy to do. It's really it's easy, easy to, to do. do, right. And when you lack empathy and compassion, when you lack the grace and forgiveness to recognize these people as human beings, mm -hmm then you lose all you lose all honor of the intent in yeah. itself. Colorado Computer Support. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive veterans voice technology partner meeting all of our computing needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-2440 to learn more. That's 719-355-2440. Wirenut Home Services. Every season brings a new strain on your home systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the Wirenut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the Wirenut does that. Call 719-399-5021. That's 719-399-5021. So, Angela, definitely, like I said, I want to thank you for just who you are. Um, the, the, what you've been through, um, and telling that story and being open about it. That's what this podcast is all about is just getting the stories out there. Um, and then also thank you for what you're doing with Green Beret Racing and, and, uh, all the listeners out there, if you want to be involved with that, please go to greenberetracing.org, come by Mount, Cor Mount Carmel, um, or email me at pwatson at mountcarmelcenter.org. Um, and you can email me that if you have any ideas for shows, if you want to be a guest on the show. Uh, or you have ideas. Um, so please uh, reach out to Mount Carmel. We're here for everybody if you sign the dotted line. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, 
Yeah. Thanks, Paul. No, I really appreciate <laughs> you bringing me on. It's been a really great conversation. And, Absolutely. you know, these are really important topics and always yeah. happy to talk about them. And we have to keep, yeah, we have to continue to talk about them. So. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Thanks. You've been listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by supporting partner, the Wirenut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDO News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps.